Giant Sports Talk Entertainment. It's big boy pant time. We got the Eagle game on Sunday. It's time for the Giants to go against a, or to focus on a Herculean task and go after the Philadelphia Eagles. I got to move my microphone a second. Sorry, I'm not playing with it. I'm just moving it. It's weird when you watch people just play with a microphone all day. I've seen some videos like on YouTube and Twitter where people have a microphone in front of them and they just like touch it like it's their penis. Like they got to play with it. I don't know what the hell's wrong with people when they do that. Uh, but you know what? The Giants are rocketing into another game. The Giants are coming off the loss here. Oh, two and one over the last three games. And we're going up against the vaunted Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, you know, I got to, I want to talk about the Giants injuries. I want to talk about some of the keys to the game and some things they could do and need to do to make, uh, to make this game um, manageable. I'll, I'll say, I don't know if it's winnable yet, but it could be manageable in reference to not making it into a blowout. Um, but I got to give some props to the Philadelphia Eagles. I really do. I, I, what is it? Nick Sirianni. Um, when they hired him as the head coach, I thought that was a joke. I thought it was, I thought it was a worse joke than Joe judge. I really did. And he has done nothing but prove not only myself, but the NFL completely wrong. Also, uh, I'm going to be on bird gang 31 tonight, um, on uh, YouTube. I think it's, uh, I think it's seven 30 or seven 40. I don't remember the exact time, but I'll put, I'll post it later. Um, listen, I, I, I have a unique perspective as a giant fan, uh, in reference to the Eagles. I am pro I am the only giant YouTuber and I'm going to admit this freely. I'm the only giant YouTuber who's been in, uh, Eagle jail at both the vet and Lincoln financial. Most people don't know in the old vet, they actually had a courtroom and, and a holding cell. I've been in that. And I've been in the holding cell in the link as well. I will tell you this. The link is a very nice holding cell. It's much nicer than the vet was because of the fact there is such a heated rivalry against the giants and the Eagles. It's been going back for years. Um, but like I said, I got to give props to where props is due. I mean, Howie Roseman has put together another, another excellent team. He he's made the trades that made this team what it is. He he's drafted the players that's made this team what it is. He's brought in guys that have been disregarded from other teams, um, such as you're looking at you, James Bradbury. Um, and he's just shown the ability to keep retooling on the fly. He may have one down season, but then he runs into a season like now. He's where he's eleven to one. He's made the two playoffs two years in a row. I've always loved Jalen Hurts. I've 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 never hidden the fact that I've said multitudes of times that I would take Jalen Hurts over Daniel Jones, three you know you know seven times a week and twice on Sunday. Because I think there's just something about him. His team rallies around him. And I even had a discussion. I think it was Bad Dog on his show. And I know I, I know he's not a Jalen Hurts fan, but hopefully he's come around. Um, that this guy is – there's something about – the, sometimes you may not be the most talented quarterback, but you have the trust and the belief of your troops, of the men you're commanding. And Jalen Hurts has that – he's got that something. He's got that it. He's got that factor that makes people want to play with him. You watch You watch when he gets sacked, the way the offensive linemen pick him up like he's their, like he's their little brother. And almost like, yo, dude, sorry, that was, that's on me and my bad. It's, it's, he's just got that – he's got that infectious personality that sometimes overcomes – limited ability 
And right now, his limited ability has already rushed for 600 yards and nine touchdowns. He's thrown for over 2,900 yards and 20 touchdowns and only three interceptions. He's 24 years old. He's going to be guiding this team probably for the next 10 years. He's going to be a pain in the ass in the division. He's going to be he's going to be Jaworski esque. He's going to be Randall Cunningham esque. Hell, he, he's going to be Donovan McNabb, I believe. And it's just one of those things that people will talk about how you know we beat him last year in New York. But if Featherstone doesn't drop that pass. You know, the, the Giants lose that game. So, I mean, it's, 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 he had a bad game, but he's put that all behind him. He's moving his team forward. And this is a team that is well built from the running game with Miles Sanders with over 924 yards and nine touchdowns to the, the receiving game. And like I said, his receivers are just, I mean, they're, they're just guys that you got, a, you got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, and 61. They both have 61 catches, which, uh, which I find interesting, but AJ Brown is 950 yards for nine touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Smith is 711 yards for four touchdowns. You also have throw Dallas over the, t- the big tight end with 43 receptions for 500 and excuse me, 44 yards. Um, and then you go on, you go down to the defensive side of the ball. You know, they're stacked on defense. People forget about Hassan Reddick, who went over to Philadelphia. You got Hardgrave, who's also got eight sacks from the defensive tackle position. You got Joshua Sweet, who's also got six and a half. You got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, TJ Edwards, Milton Williams. Uh, you even got old Joseph, uh, uh, you know, who came over, from, who started with the Giants, went to Minnesota, and now is over with the Eagles. You get Dominic and Sue's on this team. You got big play Slay. You got James Bradbury, who are both balling out. Um, you know, you still you got the rookies coming in with Jordan Davis and D- and Dean. I I mean, this is a team that is well constructed, well built together, and there's a reason why they're eleven one. So I have to give all the props in the world to Philadelphia. I like I said I'm not a I I I've bashed Philadelphia multitudes and times over and over again, but they are a well constructed team. They are they are for real. Eleven and one team. I loved it because their expected win total win loss total. Um, you know, was eight wins this year. And this is, uh, and this is after coming back from their 2021 season where they went nine and eight and made the playoffs. You got to give them credit, man. You really, you really do have to give this team. You got to give this team all the props in the world, all the credit in the world for what they've done and what they've put together. And uh, you know what? You, and I think all giant content creators who are actually honest will understand what I'm saying because of the fact that this is this is going to be a tough game, this is going to be a tough road to hoe for the Giants. It, it's going to be, you know, we're going to need to we're going to need to to get some of these key players back, and that's what we're talking about. Dory Jackson is not going to be playing today. I mean, next on Sunday, um, he's missed the last two games, of course, with the sprain MCL. So he may come back probably against the Commanders games. It's usually you figure about four weeks for an injury like this. Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Evan Neal both missed uh, four games and three games respectively uh, with the same type of injury. McKinney, who broke his hand on the ATV accident during the bye weeks, uh, things are people are saying a little bit uncertain. He says, um, you know, he he said uh, Dable has come out and said that the hand is still swollen; it still has pins in it. Uh, and if it, you know, if the word if they were to be removed, would he be able to play? And Dable says right now, no. I would say, um, but despite that, McKinney himself is optimistic about that. He is near a return and could come as early as Sunday. I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I posted a video. <coughs> excuse me, I posted a picture because um, when we were on the sidelines on Sunday, Xavier McKinney was maybe six yards away from me. Uh, and I took some pictures, and you could see that he has two splints on his hand in reference to the fingers. Um, and 
it's not like they were like you had one splint and the thing, other thing was just kind of you know taped together for support. They were two separate silver splints. Um, so they, I, I assume there was more than one finger that was injured. So I'm I'm kind of curious where where that's going to go, and I'm kind of curious to see how the Giants can can work through that the issues that they have right now in reference to injuries on the defensive side. Uh, Leonard Williams, of course, went out in the game yesterday. Leonard Williams is not a big loss. Leonard Williams, everyone talks about Leonard Williams and how we have these great bookend defensive ends, excuse me, defensive tackles because of Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams has not been played well. Really hasn't. Leonard Williams, the, the Giants got ripped. The Giants get ripped apart off tackle and in the interior line every game. Every game. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about the loss of Leonard Williams. He played only 35 snaps on Sunday due to a neck injury, a neck injury which is still sore, and he's still uncertain for the game on Sunday. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that he hasn't been manning doing his job. He, he can make a play here and there, but he is not being consistent. He's not being Dexter Lawrence is taking a little bit of a step back as well, but you know, but Dexter Lawrence is playing at such a high level. There is, you know, there's a reason why. And he's also playing a high snap count. He played it out of the 85 defensive snaps. Uh, excuse me, Dexter Lawrence played uh, 77% of those snaps. He's been playing a large portion of the snaps over and over again. The big question always is: can the Giants beat the Eagles? On Sunday, you know, they, they, you know, you always have the old adjective. It's any given Sunday, any given Sunday. Uh, also, a good movie, <laughs> not not the most realistic movie, but a good, but a good, a good football flick. Um, any given Sunday, any anything can happen. The Giants can get hot. Daniel Jones can get hot. Uh, Jalen can get cold. You know, they they can make. We've we've seen teams in some regards play down at the Giants level, and then turn it on when needed and and win by 14, 20, you know, 20, 14 points. But can the Giants push forward this week? I mean, it's one of those things that the Giants are going to have to go heavy ball control. They are going to, with the secondary that we have with, uh, with, with the likes of Zion Gilbert, and we did a whole thing about Zion Gilbert, about how this kid got beat like he stole something, that he made, a, then he made one good play, celebrated like he won a Super Bowl, then he got burned the next play. Uh, I, I, I always love it because Barry Sanders always act. Barry Sanders was asked, the great running back, Hall of Famer Barry Sanders, was asked, how come you don't spike the ball when you got in the end zone? How come you, how come you just flipped it to the ref? And he always says, you just act, you got to act like you've been there. And, and it's the same thing with people like Marvin Harrison, people like that. You act like, you act like you've been there. And you could tell Zion Gilbert hadn't been there before because he got like I said, he got beat like he stole some. The Giants need to control the clock. They need to keep the Eagles' offense off the field. They need to keep AJ Brown and Devontae Smith out of that defensive secondary. Because I, I've said this before. I don't think that Tyler Heineke had a good game against the Giants. I really don't. But the thing is with Tyler Heineke is he also missed a lot of wide open guys high. And I said this in the podcast yesterday. It's extremely dangerous to miss high in the NFL because there's more of an opportunity. That's the one good thing about Daniel Jones. He always misses low. <laughs> he always misses low. <laughs> this way you can't intercept the ball. Um, and that, that's a dangerous way to, to, to play. But if he connected on those passes, he may have gone for 400 yards, but he missed some wide open guys. Thank God. Thank God he did, but he missed some wide open guys. I don't think Jalen's going to do that. I think their running game, uh, is way too strong for the interior line of the Giants. So I think the best way for the Giants to even think about winning this game is to 
maintain the clock, ball control, limit the chances that the Philadelphia Eagles will have against our secondary. Um, Aziz Ojolari is going to need to play a bigger role. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to step up, has to step up a lot more. I keep hearing about how wonderful he is because of the fact that he's almost getting to the quarterback. Well, you know what? Almost getting to the quarterback is like a tie. It's like kissing your sister. You don't want to do it, and you don't want him to turn into king of the almost sack. So he needs to get to the quarterback. He needs to finish. He needs to understand a way to try to create turnover. He's a rookie, so I'm not. I'm cutting him some slack. But like I said, it's going to have to be control the clock. Play and I always say it's the old sports adjective. Play within yourself. Play, play your. I always love it because it's play your game. And the Giants' game is going to be short passes, ball control, everything else. For those that are calling for Kafka's head, please stop. Please stop. The Giants are running the offense they're running because of their quarterback. You don't complete fifteen passes behind the line of scrimmage because you think you got a great quarterback. And people are like, well, he doesn't trust the offensive line and the wide receivers. So the last two regimes haven't trusted the offensive line and the wide receivers. I said this in the podcast yesterday. I find it extremely interesting that we've had multitudes of changes in the skill position and the coaching staffs and the offensive coordinators and the head coaches and the offensive line. But there has been one constant through this entire process the last three years, and that's the quarterback. But it's none of it's the quarterback's fault. Great balls of fire. And to Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder, shut up. Please, shut up. You're complaining about playing time? You have the most missed tackles at your position in the NFL for the most amount of yards gained, and you are whining that you're not playing? You're lucky you are still in the league and not trying to sell me drill bits at Home Depot. Be happy that you are on the roster for the Giants. Be happy that you still have a job in the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant. Again, another player I think he's getting, buying too much into his press clippings. Let's just, let's just be honest. Going to be at the game on Sunday, of course. Of course, we'll be in the F parking lot, probably usually around F5. Um, might get there early, drink some beers on the tailgate. So anyone wants to come in and say hello, you're more than welcome to. May have a video on Friday, I've decided yet. But again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talking entertainment. And as always, if you can like... Subscribe. If you ring that bell, you're going to be